Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, hosted by Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer of Creelan.com. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, embraced their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters, the fear whisperer, and my mission is to help female entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs tame their fear, embrace their greatness, and get out of their own damn way so they can create their mission-filled, heart-centered, soul-inspired business. This is the second episode of my one-year anniversary series where I'm sharing what I've learned from my podcast guests over this first year of my podcast, and I'm so excited. So the last episode was Step one, and today I'm going to be talking about step two, and I'm so excited because last last episode was amazing. And again, just to remind you, I've, I've interviewed guests from eight countries across four continents around the world to find out how they've learned to get out of their own damn way. And so I decided to go through all these interviews and the notes that I took as I was interviewing them, to figure out a formula. Hmm, a formula. Yes, I said formula for getting out of your own damn way. And the themes that came up as I was going through all the interviews again were so interesting. And I developed a four-step model for getting out of your own damn way based on these interviews and also the work that I've done with clients and students over the last several years. So today, like I mentioned, I'm going to be sharing step two of four to get out of your own damn way and embrace your friggin' greatness already. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you to download the special worksheet I created to go along with this episode, and that worksheet is called Accept Yourself to Greatness, and you can dive in a little bit deeper with the worksheet into this step two. So head on over to creeland.com slash 51 to get your copy of the worksheet. Again, K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash 51. So in the last episode, like I said, I shared step one to get out of your own damn way, and that is to know yourself. So if you missed it, you can go listen at creeland.com slash 50. And once we know who we are, we might expect things to be all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and singing angels from the heavens, but often it's really not, is it? So the next step, step two, is just as necessary to getting out of your own damn way as knowing yourself, and that is to accept yourself. I'm going to let you think about that for just a second. The difference between knowing yourself and accepting yourself. So in step one, we were getting to know ourselves. And when we start on that journey of really kind of figuring out who we are, we might be faced with some harshness, some truth about ourselves that we may not love, to be honest with you. We might not really love how we handled certain things or maybe not handled certain things. 
we may have said things or done things that contributed to our own unhappiness. And that can be kind of a hard thing to accept. But we can choose to stay in a level of regret or shame or guilt or feeling unworthy or any other thought or emotion that doesn't serve our growth, we can we can stay there. Sure. I mean, I've I've set up camp there a few times. Um, for you know, sometimes for for years, to be honest with you. But it's also a choice to stay there. And yeah, I said it. It's a choice. It's a choice to stay there, just as it's a choice to get out of there. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And before I talk about a couple ways that we can learn to accept ourselves, I want to talk about what it looks like to not accept ourselves. And let's see if you can relate to any of this. So the first thing that it might look like when we do not accept ourselves is that we sabotage our own effort to start a grow business. Can, can you feel me on that one? I mean, I have so been there. A lot of times, more times than I care to admit. But self-sabotage is one of the telltale signs that we are not accepting ourselves. The next way we might not accept ourselves, what it might look like, is not owning our value and the expertise that we bring to the table. And how many of us are out there not owning our value? We are giving stuff away for free. We are not charging for certain things. We are undercharging for certain things. We are not asking for what we need, what we deserve, what we want. Not owning our value is huge. Another way that we would, that it might look like when we don't accept ourselves is feeling like a big freaking fraud. <laughs> no matter how many certifications or initials we have after our name. So when is it ever enough? When, when are we finally going to feel like we know enough? Do we really need to take that other course? Do we really need to go get that other certification? Do we really need this degree or that training or what da 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 da? When is it going to be enough? So the last way that I have here, um, there's so many ways, but I'm just going to talk about a few. And these are all things that came up during my interviews with my guests over the last year. And, of course, these are things that come up with my clients and students all the time. So the last way it might look when we're not accepting ourselves is by us making excuses for why we can't do something. And I know we all do it. But here's the rub. Berating yourself, shaming yourself is just one option. I mean, you can continue to do that if that's what you truly want. Um, however, there's another way. So let's talk about that. Because I think we all know how to stay stuck in that other crap, don't we? Um, but another option is to learn to accept yourself. So I'm going to talk about two ways to do that. Okay? The first one is to take responsibility without beating yourself up. And I took a little pause there, a little dramatic pause, because we are all so used to hearing take responsibility. 
So when I hear that, I think about like a little kid who broke a vase or spilled some milk or hit another kid on the playground and a parent being like, you need to take responsibility. You need to apologize. So take responsibility is one of those things that I think we really need to kind of talk about a little bit further. It just, it's so, as you know, if you listen to me, if you're in my tribe, you know that I like to define our terms so we're all on the same page. But what I did is I added without beating yourself up because a lot of us are kind of conditioned and we want to accept responsibility for things and it comes with a lot of baggage in and of itself. So anyway, that aside, I cannot stress, I cannot stress enough the importance of taking responsibility. So it means accepting all the good things along with the not so good things. And yes, I said that because a lot of us are so quick to accept what's wrong with us or to, I don't know if accept what's wrong with us is the right way to say it, but we certainly entertain it a lot, don't we? So if we're going to do that, We also need to do the opposite, right? The law of physics is that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. If we're going to accept the crap about us, we also need to accept the good things about us. But I find that women tend to upplay their flaws and downplay their awesome. And that needs to stop. So I want you to stop doing that. Like literally just freaking stop it. Because, yeah, taking responsibility involves owning up to your mess, as my guest Victoria Klein so brilliantly stated. But it also involves owning up to your greatness. And that, my friends, is the issue here. Okay? So are we going to completely stop taking responsibility for the stuff that doesn't work out. Heck no, we need to take responsibility for that too, but we also need to take responsibility for the freaking amazing, brilliant, talented, skillful, wonderful women that we are. And let me just lay it out there again. Having a big-ass mission is scary. There are no two ways around it. When things are scary, we tend to back away and go from overly competent, overachieving, multi-talented. Like we, we become, we go from being these brilliant, wonderful, powerful, powerful women to like a drooling puddle of goo on the floor. What's that about? Like stop doing that. Stop it. Because. <laughs> You know, we we do need to take responsibility for the things that we're not proudest of. But when we do that, our confidence can skyrocket and our brilliance can sparkle just as we take responsibility for the awesome things, too. Because when we take responsibility for the things that we are not necessarily thrilled about, it also, it, it, it 
lets it go. It surrenders it out there. It gets it out of our consciousness to hold on to so tightly, and then it creates this space for the greatness to just flood, flood within you and pour out of you and do what it's meant here to do what it's meant to do. But we need to put our big girl pants on here and we need to just do it. We need to just do it like my guest Stevie Ann Pettit and Donya Zimmerman, Anna Lundberg, Jacqueline Freeman, and Jatan Jones. And also Nicole Marie, who boldly declared, I have a choice to continue not to live this way. Oh, my gosh. Love it. I'm going to say it again because it is freaking powerful, Nicole Marie. Awesome. I have a choice to continue not to live this way. Once we take responsibility, because, taking again, taking responsibility for the not-so-great things and the great things. So it's, it's overall taking responsibility for everything. I think it's important for us to also introduce a little bit of gentleness to our practice when we're accepting ourselves. So that's how I kind of came up with the second little intervention here that I'm going to talk about. And I'll tell you, the theme of self-love and acceptance was one of the biggest ones that my guests talked about this last year. So it's, it's an important one. It, we have to do it. So one of the things, and this next thing for me to come up with, like this second intervention was so easy because it's actually based on a phrase that I tell my clients and students all the time. So you've probably heard me say it, and it's this. Be kind and gentle with yourself. Be kind and gentle with yourself. I say it to my friends. I say it to my colleagues. I say it to my clients, my students, random people. I mean, this is like one of my standard phrases, one of my catchphrases that I say all the time. Be kind and gentle with yourself. And the thing is, I wish that everyone knew what I meant by that. And I could just say that. Um, just, hey, be kind and gentle with yourself, and you would know exactly what I mean and what to do, and then you'd go do it. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit more about it because I think it deserves some attention for sure because it's not, it's not just words, and it's really a practice, and it's something that we need to engage in a lot. We need to bring it up a lot, and it's something that isn't just a one-and-done as I say a lot, that journeying, uh, healing is a journey, not a destination. And loving ourselves, it also touches on so many different things, this idea of self-love and self-care. And it, it goes into all areas of our life, everything from the food that we eat to the things that we say to ourselves, and even the standards we hold not only ourselves to, but other people to. It also shows up in rituals that we practice. And these can be rituals that we practice every day, things that either support us or they hinder us. So obviously we want to engage in things that are supporting our growth rather than hindering it. But do we really stop and pay attention to 
what is happening with the things that we practice on a daily basis. It's, it's really interesting when you start to really think about it. So, so many of my guests, too, over the last year have really honed in on the importance of loving ourselves. It's such an important topic. So some of the guests, just some of the guests that talked about that were Adele Bramage, Barbara Giuliano, Heather Criswell, and Wendy Whitmore. And one of the most touching interviews that I had was with Kathy Sikorsky. And Kathy's a lawyer turned humorist. I know, isn't that, isn't that great? A lawyer turned humorist who helps caregivers of terminally ill patients. And she talked about the effect humor can have on lightening things up so that we don't lose our minds. And, you know, after being in that conversation, I mean, it, it was, it was such a powerful conversation that we had actually in the conversation. I shared a very personal story about the final moments I spent with my mom before she passed, um, and that was just over four years ago now. Um, and it was just a wonderful space to be able to share, but the, the way that she brought in humor was really great, and, and this is a perfect example of what I mean by being gentle. So when we can find practices like humor or other things that help us lighten the load, come on, then then let's do more of that, you know. And a- another point is that I think that we spend a lot of time doing, especially those of us who are creating or building businesses. And when I say business, I, I mean, it's just, it's like we have a calling to do this great work and to heal people in the world. And and it's something that is all-consuming. A calling is all-consuming. And we can fall in the trap of doing so much, of acting, of being productive, of this societal conditioning of in order to be worthy and successful, you have to do, 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 do. But we also have to get back to that place of being, of being aware, being gentle, being present. And part of that involves giving ourselves permission to forgive, to surrender to allow and, in some cases, be seemingly inappropriate, right? Humor about end-of-life issues isn't something you would normally think of when you think, well, that might help things out, but it does. It, it, It allows a space for you to move through emotion, and it's so important for us to be able to do that is to be gentle with ourselves, to stop doing all the time and allow ourselves to just be so that we can move through the crap that's getting in our way. So I had some great guests who talked about these wonderful ideas of forgiveness, surrender, and allowing. And those guests were Leah Cox, Mary Kalestow, Dr. Mikkel Harris, Monique Almadine, 
Stacy Blanchett and Stephanie from the Netherlands. I don't want to pronounce her last name. I tried to. I couldn't. She was the only last name I could not pronounce on the show, so I, I let her do it in her episode. But anyway, just so important, this idea of accepting ourselves, this step two, and allowing ourselves to just be and not beat ourselves up, to just get to that place of surrender and forgiveness so that we can not only take responsibility for the things we're not proudest of, but also to allow ourselves to be in our greatness, to not do towards our greatness, but to be in our greatness, to just soak in it, bask in it, and allow it to do its magic. Sometimes we're getting our own way when we try and force things to happen, and then this resistance comes up. And that's this whole piece that I'm talking about with being kind and gentle with ourselves. Just just stop. Just allow for a minute. So that is step two. And I'm so excited that we still have two more steps to go. You know, this, I'm just, I'm floored at all this wonderful information that came out of all these interviews and all the themes and all this, this great stuff I get to share with you and, and finally put it in this, this format that, that I feel is going to be helpful and useful. And, and so I'm just so excited. In the next episode of this special one-year anniversary series, I'm going to be sharing, yes, you guessed it, step three, to get out of your own damn way and embrace your frigging greatness already. So feel free to download the worksheet for today's, um, for today's episode to help you dig a little deeper into step two. And I'll catch you next time on uh, the next episode for step three. As always, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast with Creelan Peters, the Fear Whisperer. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and leave a review on iTunes. You can also find us at creelan.com slash podcast. That's K-R-Y-L-Y-N dot com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in.